everybody. Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason. Hey, Claire, hope everybody's doing well. Let's run through some headlines, etc., etc. See what's going on in the world. First off, the UK conservatives lose strongholds, as in um, a lot of uh, the conservatives lose, and a lot of people are blaming Boris Johnson because of all the crap that he was doing. A lot of people are asking Boris to quit because uh, probably a lot of people in his conservative party because of the, you know, the scandal he had with having parties during COVID, etc., 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 at all. With that said, like anybody who was president during COVID or, or prime minister or, you know, whatever, whoever was in charge and is a democracy, it's going to be very, very hard to hold that position. Um, a lot of people are extremely pissed off about how everything went down, um, especially with maybe a lot of people, you know, with overreaction with schools and work and everything. A lot of people lost a lot of stuff. A lot of people are ups- very upset about it. And a lot of people made a lot of sacrifices. And then when you find out that not everybody, especially your leaders, were not making the same sacrifices that you were, guess what happened? It's going to hit the fan. Absolutely going to hit the fan. Well, that's what happened with uh, good old Boris Johnson and, and his uh, leadership. It's hitting the fan. You know, he has taken a, a very, you know, whatever, a positive stance against, you know, the war in Ukraine, obviously. I wonder how this is going to turn out for him personally in his uh, his career. I wonder if he ever makes a comeback uh, from it. All right. Of course, let's touch on some Ukraine Russia Russia stuff. I mean, it's pretty clear that the that NATO and all of its allies are trying to weaken the Russian army as much as possible. Now, whose fault is that? Obviously. Maybe Russia shouldn't have attacked Ukraine unprovoked, you know. Now they're getting like an unlimited, well, I don't want to say unlimited, but they're getting a lot of weapons from the West and it's pretty much pummeling Russia's military. The longer this goes on, obviously the more people and the more things are going to be lost on both sides and with uh, the travesties that happened in Ukraine already, they're absolutely going to try to hide a lot of the stuff that's happening out on the eastern and east eastern side and the, the southern side of Ukraine because uh, it's some crazy stuff with what it's turning out and just brutal brutal stuff. But with that said, like Russia's taking a pounding, and for them not to just steamroll Ukraine like everybody thought they were going to do, like in a couple days, and Russia thought they were going to do, and now they're just getting you know pushed back and. It is like a seesaw over there with with uh, with movement. They definitely caught Ukraine kind of like off, like not prepared in the first couple of days. They lost a lot of land, but since then Ukraine's making a lot of pushes, and uh, you know they're they're putting up a damn fight for their homeland. I guess the difference is when someone's attacking your homeland. What for what reason? And then someone's defending it. Well, that's your damn home. So they're defending it. Okay, I'm going to touch on this interesting article, not because I, uh, my mother's a Filipino, but uh, the rise and fall and rise again of the Philippines Marcos family. Somebody is running in the Marcos family for presidency. For decades, the name Ferdinand Marcos would have struck anger and fear in most Filipinos and any associated with a late dictator. Might have been the kiss of death for 
a political campaign. But on Monday, voters in Philippines are poised to elect the son and the namesake of the one-time dictator into power more than three decades after his father was deposed. Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. of the Federal Party of the Philippines headed into Monday with elections of 56% of Filipinos say they are going to vote for him. He has more than double the support of his next opponent, Vice President Lenny Robredo. 7% of the respondents say they'd vote for former boxing champion Manny Pacquiao. That's kind of a throwaway vote, right? The support for the younger Marcos is remarkable, given his family history, obviously. Emil DeMarcos fell to people's power levels. So Ferdinand Marcos rose to power in 1965 after nearly two decades in politics. First working for the first president of the independence from the United States, Manuel Roxas, and then the member of the House of Representatives and Senate. He broke with Roxas' Liberal Party after failing to receive its nomination of President 1965. Anyways, long story how he got his ass booted out. But when you have a psycho president, um, they are looking for somebody not as aggressive. I, I, I don't know a lot about this dude's politics or anything like that. I'd be, I, I'm just curious how, how it is. But uh, all right. Bong Bong Marcos is running for the president of member, presidency as a member of the Federal Party of the Philippines, which was formed by supporters of the outgoing president, Rodrigo Duarte. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> they say one. The, the party seeks to navigate the Philippines' unitary system of government to a federal one consisting of provinces or state. His running mate is Davao City Mayor Sara Duarte, the daughter of the current president. Okay, well, he's not going anywhere. He's still there in power. I wonder if he's going to be just like a, a puppet of Rodrigo. Though the younger Marcos has plenty of detractors from those who remember the atrocities of father's regime, observers blame a lack of education about the dictatorship and misinformation about the Marcoses for likely support and bong bong Marcoses likely win. Interesting. I wonder how that is going to turn out. All right. Just all I wanted to touch on today. I hope everybody's doing well. Take care. This is Jason with the Indiscriminate News Network. Bye.